We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast coming to you after the Minnesota Timberwolves narrowly dodged a loss to the Detroit Pistons and after I narrowly dodged crashing my car on the way home from Target Center. If you are new here, these postgame pods will be happening after every Wolves game this season and in these I will be hitting on Kind of what I feel were the five biggest stories of the night or the five biggest things I felt were worth sort of digging into. Uh, Most of the time, those will just kind of be what I whatever I pick and choose. But tonight, um, kind of just as we got after the preseason win in Dallas, I thought some of the some of the postgame commentary from the players was it was really good. And I think it can kind of just tell the story better than I could. So tonight I'm going to let what Carl Anthony Towns Anthony Edwards, Ricky Rubio, and Ryan Saunders had to say sort of shape our conversation. And and the place to start with all that, like it was in Dallas when when Kat spoke honestly about the defense, is is with Carl Anthony Towns. I think um, I think most of you know that my preferred type of analysis focuses on the actual basketball. You know the the trends of play that ultimately determine the results. And and I'm definitely going to get into that uh, today. You know, we're going to we're gonna talk about 
how Edwards played. We're going to talk about the Wolves playing small ball. We're going to talk about D'Angelo Russell not starting. But, but with the Wolves' best player dealing with what he's dealing with, um, the off-court and on-court stuff really merges because the off-court is clearly having such a major impact on Cat. I, I also do think that Cat deserves the opportunity to tell his story the way he wants it to be told. And, and we haven't heard from him much over the past year, so any any sort of comments are not only just intriguing in that they're words from Cat, but they, but I think they also they they allow us to maybe peek into where he's at in his head, which again, um, where he's at in his head is going to have a profound impact on how good he and the Timberwolves are just at large this season. Carl wants it to be known that he has been completely changed by this, so let's let him let it be known. Here's Carl Anthony Towns. Carl, it, it seems like the way that you've described this has been so one day at a time. Um, and I'm, I'm curious how that, that compares to maybe what your mentality was as far as days or games at a time in, in past seasons. Um, do, do those things contrast? Um, you know what? I know. Uh... I don't. I don't even. I don't even recognize most of my other games and the years I played and how I felt those days. Uh, if I could be honest with y'all for a second, I mean, I, I, I don't really recall or really care. Um, I only know what happened from April thirteenth on, because. You may see me smiling and stuff, but that Carl died on April 13th. He's never coming back. I don't remember that man. I don't know that man. I don't. I don't know. You, you're talking to the physical me, but my soul has been has been killed off a long time ago. So I I want to really answer your question. I really do, but I only know how I feel from April 13th on. And to say it's been day by day is probably an understatement. I think it's more moment by moment. Um, I'm very fortunate. Like I said on TV, I got uh, the kids, who's my niece and nephew at the house waiting for me, my sister, who has been with me and always been my mom's favorite. She says she she wasn't. It was me. I think it's her. That's his brother and sister. But I, I, like, again, I want to answer your question, but that, that man you're talking about from April 13th before, I, I don't know him. I don't recall any parts of him. He doesn't know him, and he doesn't recall any parts of him. I mean, wow. I, I have no idea what it's like to lose a parent. I'm, I'm lucky enough to have both of mine, so I, I can't relate to that. Um, maybe some of you can. Maybe some of you can't. Um, but, but when I listen to that, what I, what I can imagine is that losing a parent in this way is is, is a little bit different, you know, the sense I get from Carl is that he he feels sort of robbed in all of this. And I think having a loved one robbed from you suddenly and in a way that I would imagine might have felt preventable, I yeah, I, w- I would just guess that's maddening. The, the most common response to trauma is coping mechanisms, right? And I don't know exactly what Carl's are. Maybe he doesn't know yet either. Um, he has said basketball is not therapy for him. He's almost implied he doesn't even want to be playing basketball, yet he is playing basketball. I'm, I'm very hopeful that 
that playing basketball subconsciously has a positive impact on him. But but I don't know. Um, what I think I do know or believe is that, you know, I think this is going to change him as a person. I'm I'm one of those sappy people who believe basketball is art in that the way they play is a reflection of their personality. And I, I think that means Carl's going to play basketball different now. He's pretty, you know, he's clearly going to still be good at it. I don't think this impacts his talent at all. He had 22, um, 11 boards, seven assists tonight. He only missed four shots. You know, a pretty normal cat in foul trouble sort of stat line. And he, yep, he was in foul trouble again. But yeah, I mean, I, I felt like he played basketball tonight much more reliant on his teammates. He didn't make a shot in the second half until there were three and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I, I don't know. We, we we need more examples. But I'm just I'm just curious to see how different Cat is as a basketball player this season. I'm curious how much of his performance will his his like his performative style. I I, I wonder if this was just shaking off rust and getting in shape, or if it was you know a sign of the way his game, the way he plays his game is sort of changing. I, I don't know. You know, so much of this is to be determined, and we will see. On a brighter note, um, Anthony Edwards kind of looked like the real deal. I mean, he had 15 points on 5 of 12 shooting. Uh, two of those seven misses, though, he rebounded and put back in. He had he had that nasty little spin in the middle of the lane into a finish. Another time um, in the first half where he drove across the lane into – what was that reverse finish with his left? It looked very athletic. But to me, I thought the thing that really stood out was his passing. The The kid can get to the center of the defense and live dribble pass with both of his hands. I mean, people slept on that in his college tape. He has good vision. Just because he had poor shot selection doesn't mean he has low basketball IQ or anything like that. You know, it's three different times tonight. He sucked in the defense and fed teammates who then had wide open lanes for buckets. That nice Hakogi dunk in the first half, remember that? That was all Edwards. He drew in two guys. It's it's a pass to Akogi. The defense has to scramble to him. Okogi attacks the closeout. Dunk. I, I thought Anthony Edwards played really, really good. And and so did he. This dude is just a hilarious media quote. Anthony, we spoke to you this morning. You were pretty confident um, in, in how you would do tonight. Uh, how would you kind of evaluate your, your first uh, your first regular season NBA game, and, and especially in the first half? How much did you just kind of want to help provide a spark uh, for the offense in that moment? I feel like I played really, really good. Um, you know, I just feel like I came off the bench and uh, changed the intensity of the game. That's really it. I, I am going to talk about Josh Kogi playing power forward next, but connects to Edwards here too. We know this team needs to play a Kogi for defense. That's why he's starting. And we know this team is kind of overloaded with wings. If a Kogi can capably play the four, then there's more room for Edwards in this wings rotation. You know, Edwards played 25 minutes tonight. He didn't close the game. And I think he's, you know, over time going to make a strong case for getting up into the thirties in minutes pretty quickly. Before we get to a Kogi, let's take a quick ad break and we'll be right back. Hey, 
football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore. So it's clear Indeed can help get you the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Observation three. Man, I told you Josh Okoge was a power forward. For real, though, that was impressive. Did Blake Griffin get a couple back downs that led to buckets on Okoge? Yes, he did. Twice. Only twice. I just went back and watched Griffin's 13 shots from tonight, and Griffin scored on Okoge twice. The other four buckets Griffin had yet, he only had six makes, or or in the, when they were in the Wolves were in zone or just in scrambles. On Okoge, two makes. Six foot four, Josh Okoge locked him up. Griffin was a team worst, minus 15 on the night, and Okoge was a team best, plus 17 for the Wolves. The dude can play power forward. This is his 2020. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying Josh Okoge is a good power forward in like the NBA's overall landscape of power forwards. There's definitely going to be nights where it doesn't work. It's probably going to come up here in the next few games against the Jazz, the Clippers, and the Lakers. But here's the deal. Okoge is not only currently the best for- power forward on this roster. He unlocks being able to play different lineups, being able to play three other wings at a time. That is important here. The Wolves closed the game with, what? who did they close the game with? Rubio at the one, Dilo at the two, Beasley at the three, Akogi at the four, Cat at the five. That's when they won the game. Those five players played eight minutes together, and they scored the, the final eight minutes together, and they scored 26 points, and the Pistons scored 12. That's plus 14. If Akogi isn't out there, you can't afford to go with Rubio, Dilo, and Beasley because you get cooked on D particularly given how poorly Lehman played and how out of sorts Wancho has looked for this whole time. This is really important for the Wolves. I asked Saunders about it post game. 
Uh, can you kind of clarify um, the Delos not starting tonight, Ricky starting? Uh, was it because he was late for a, for a COVID test? Is that is that correct? Yeah, we just have pro protocols, um, you know, have protocols. And, uh, you know, we, we move forward. And, uh, you know, I, I love Delo and Delo's professional. And, and uh, you know, some of the things that he was able to do tonight, too, um, you know, it's shots he made in the fourth quarter were really impressive. And then just him. Uh, on the defensive end. I, I thought he had a great defensive game too. So, um, you know, big credit to him there. I will use those comments from Ryan about defensive creativity as a segue into observation four from tonight, which was, holy shit, the defense looks so different. I'm, I'm not saying it was good. It wasn't. I, a Kogi, Culver, and Malik Beasley would be the three on the team if I were giving grades. They would be the three who get passing grades. A Kogi, great job on Griffin, Culver, Again, looked really solid. Thought he checked D-Rose really well. And Malik Beasley, who I've been hard on defensively, um, I, I thought he he got to loose balls. But particularly, it was really it's really meaningful for him to be a weak side rebounder and end possessions with defensive rebounds. I thought Beasley did a good job there tonight. For the defense as a whole, what I am most encouraged about was just a diversity of coverages, trying different stuff. It killed me watching the same two-man pick-and-roll covers last season over and over again where cat would just get cooked in the drop because there wasn't ever a third player involved in the action halfway through the game tonight saunders pivoted he realized the bulls could not play man-to-man -man unless both culver and okogi were on the floor now that's a whole bigger issue they are going to need to figure out how to play man-to-man -man. but they went they went with a with a zone different types of zones they had this extended 1-2-2 two, two sort of zone that Rubio was calling fist. And then they also just played some 2-3. Neither were great, uh, but they were different. And that matters. Rubio was pretty honest post-game about the defense. He actually said, quote, I hate to be that guy, but we didn't play that good. And his answer I thought was good in, in, in when he was talking, when I asked him about the diversity of coverages. I mean, he gave... He gave Saunders and Vanderpool sort of a hat tip about, you know, being a good coach that adjusts in the middle of the game. But Rubio was also like straight up and indicted their man-to-man -man coverage and, you know, said that's something that needs to change for him. I think this is my first year covering Ricky Rubio and just from a asking question standpoint, Rubio is going to be awesome for basketball specific quotes this season. Here's what Rubio had to say. Hey, Ricky, just a, a question, another question about that defense. And it, it seemed like Ryan did a lot of different things defensively, whether it was schemes or, or personnel out there. Do you feel like this is a team that is going to have to kind of be diverse in the way that they defend this year? Because last year seemed to be a lot of the same. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, different coverage where we can execute, depends how the game goes and uh, stick to the game plan, but at the same time, uh, adapt to what the game, what what is going in the game, and that's what good teams and good coaches do. do. Uh, just reading the game on the fly and and try to fix some things. We weren't playing. I mean, when you go to play zone, is because your defense is not working. So we gotta be smart with that and knowing that we didn't do our job playing man on man. So we gotta get better there. But at the same time, we gotta get proud of how we execute, change the game plan, and go to the zone, which we didn't even talk about it before going to the game. My final observation is D'Angelo didn't start, and that messed everything up. 
From what I can gather, it sounds like Russell was late to getting his test done, this his testing done this morning, and Saunders wanted to send a message um, to the team that you can't mess around with this COVID stuff. You know, we all sort of make jokes all the time about the Bahamas and some of the things that get said by this team about this team, but I think they're legit not messing around with COVID stuff. I, I believe that. D'Lo getting benched, it, it reminds me of last year when Rocco showed up late to a shoot-around before a game and Saunders benched him to start. It was it was the same thing then with Covington where he came in six minutes into the game and everything was back to normal. Rocco, you know, said after that game that he messed up and that it was on him. And I think the same thing's going to happen with Russell. Um, you know, he wasn't one of the players who spoke to the media post game, But I assume we'll get a similar apologetic sort of answer when he does. Um what I will say is that I think this almost cost them the game because it totally effed up Saunders' whole rotation plan. And I think that's at least in part why the first quarter was so awful. I mean, the, the normal rotation plan is to start D'Lo, obviously. But then it all it starts the pattern of rotations by having D'Lo be the first player to sub out for Rubio. Those second half of the first quarter minutes, and obviously we do the same thing in the third quarter, they're supposed to be the time when the offense runs through Malik. If Dilo's out there, obviously it's more so running, you know, it's running through Dilo. But when it's Rubio and Malik, that's Malik's time to produce. So because Rubio started, the offense went through Malik to start the game. And this was awkward because in a normal setting, those Malik minutes are supposed to be Cat's sort of break time. But it's very weird for that to happen at the beginning of the game. And for Cat, I mean, it, it, it was he didn't get a touch for the first, like, handful of possessions. It, it You know, it, there was a ripple effect. It also brought Edwards in earlier into the game, which was with a different group than he was expecting, than Saunders was expecting. And I think it's part of the reason why Lehman never got going. I, I mean, I don't know. I, you can agree or disagree with that. But it was definitely a wrench. Because rotations are important to this team. That is, I don't think that's debatable. When you have both Rubio and D'Lo, it's a, as point guards and as two of your best players, it's it's just, it's a delicate balance. And then on top of that, when you need to try and stagger D'Lo and Beasley defensively, it's just whatever the word is for extra delicate. I, I don't know. If you ask me, it was, it was pretty disappointing out of D'Lo, but I don't know. Glass half full. He's clearly not being treated like James Harden, so that's a good thing. I, I'd assume the Wolves go back to the preseason starting lineup against Utah on Saturday. Obviously, Russell's go back to starting. He started in the second half. Um, but honestly, that whole game against Utah and Gobert and a very physical Jazz team, um, that is a puzzle I, I don't really have my head wrapped around for. It's... They're going to need more out of Lehman and Wancho. Josh will not be able to guard all fours like he did. It needs to be – it can't be the only power forward defensive option they have. That game is the day after Christmas. So to all of you who celebrate Christmas, have a Merry Christmas. Um, enjoy Christmas Eve um, today if that's when you're listening to this. Um, and, and some time to maybe watch some NBA basketball on Christmas Day. There is no need 
to start freaking out about the Wolves yet. Yes, Detroit was not very good, but it's a win. Enjoy the best record in the NBA for a couple of days, and I will be back with a pod after the Jazz game. Until then, I'm Dane. Peace out. How I'm feeling, man, I hope it never stop, yeah Green it hard so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah Hope you dancing like nobody else It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com